Hey, we got a memo podcast listeners. We're back for you the weekend after the draft, or more, maybe more importantly, post endgame, post Battle of Winterfell. If you haven't seen either of them, shame on you. I don't feel bad for you if you get it spoiled anymore. It was an epic weekend between the four of us. Roland's not here, but the four of us, we have seen the movie four times. You think it's one each, but no, Zay hasn't gone yet, so I saw it twice. Um, and then I'm sure Roland watched it, but John and I also watched Winterfell. So it, was a, it was an emotional weekend. A lot happened. I'm not going to spoil it for you because I'm not that kind of guy, but that was a big weekend. Nevertheless, we had the NFL draft, some NHL playoffs, some NBA playoffs. We're going to get to a lot of it, so stay tuned. That's what we got for you. This is podcasting. We're trying a new thing, maybe no intro music. We'll see what DJ Scrimshaw has. We'll get his feedback. I'm sure he'll appreciate the listens. But we're trying new things. It's 2019. It's time to branch out, experiment. Yeah, that's right. New Year, new us in April, almost May. All right, guys. So let's start with the draft. We had our mock draft on last episode, and we started off okay. Um, the picks, we went Kyler Murray, and then we went Bosa, and then we went Williams. And then at four, we did not have Cleland Farrell with the Raiders. I don't know how many people did. Yeah. But then five, I'm pulling up the order right now. Who was five? Tampa was Devin White. I think we might have had that. Um, six, we had a quarterback, but not uh, Daniel Jones. So we, we were doing okay. Um, some picks I especially liked, of course, being biased, loved the Bills pick. Um, and I'm talking about, like, non-obvious picks. Loved the Bills pick. Um, I thought the Redskins picking Dwayne Haskins was great. Broncos trading back, getting Noah Fant. We'll talk about that later. The Eagles trading up. Did you guys have any picks in particular or teams uh draft halls that you especially liked or thought were really good or on the flip side one that was really really bad i'll let you guys run with it xavier um uh i mean not to be biased but i love the steelers trading up and getting uh devin bush uh i think it's definitely the steelers top need so i think that was a smart decision by them um, so I love that. I, I just, I like the Steelers draft overall, um, getting Justin Lane, cornerback. I think he can make a immediate impact for us as well. Um, and then the wide receiver too. I mean, a lot of people criticized that pick just because there were better, better wide receivers apparently out there, but we took him instead. But I don't think you can really question the Steelers drafting wide receivers right now just because of their history. Right. Um, but so I like the Steelers draft overall um, a lot. The other one you mentioned, but I like the Redskins draft a lot. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Haskins, and then they got Montez Sweat as well. Um, and then Bryce Love, I think, what, he's from Stanford? Yeah, he, so he, two years ago, the Heisman candidate ran for yeah, like 2,000 yards. I think if he can get back to what he used to be, that's a that's a steal. Yeah. So, um, I think I like the Redskins draft a lot. Plus, uh, with Bryce Love, if you get Darius Geis and Bryce Love, you got a little thunder-lightning combination for them. So, 
But yeah. unfortunately, both players are coming off ACL tears. Um, yeah. So definitely a little bit of risk there, but the potential is unbelievable. Um, to just go off your Steelers draft, Zay, Devin Bush, I really like that. I think I texted you that. And then a pick many people might not know about is Benny Snell, who ran at Kentucky. He had a lot of production in the SEC, so could be a sneaky good steal in the later rounds. Yep, for sure. What Um, about um, keep going with what you like or maybe a pick or a team you didn't really like? um, I... The one that the team that kind of confused me was Oakland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, with the fourth round pick taking what Farrell or whatever. Yep. I just I don't know, and then I think they reached for Josh Jacobs, the running back, a little bit. I just I don't know. I thought they could have done better. I was a little surprised, um, just because of that new GM Mike Mayock. So I just was a little surprised with their draft. So yeah, that was probably the disappointment for me okay john what did you think about the raiders and then continue give your thoughts on the draft in general on specific teams um i think for the raiders i don't know it seems like a i don't want to say it's a waste of a pick for cleveland farrell because if farrell fits their system then that's great for them but didn't i think they've sent out their scouts like, so much throughout the year. Um, and then I think just to waste that pick so early is, I don't know, can, the organization itself confuses me. Yeah, so before before you continue, I want to put in, I think they're trying to go through a little culture change with John Gruden last year. He's a little bit of a hothead. Mike Mayock, if you guys don't know, is one of the top draft analysts for the NFL Network before being a GM. So he knows the draft and he knows what he's looking for. From everything I've heard and about these players and Mike Mayock, they're trying to build a new culture, like I said. So okay. the players like Cleland Farrell was the captain of Clemson's football team. Very talented, but also leadership, intangibles, all that. Josh Jacobs, same thing, leadership, intangibles. And yeah. again with Jonathan Abram. And... They got a lot of guys. They picked three Clemson players, one Alabama player. That's championship football right there. So you got Cleveland Farrell, like we talked about. So round two, they got Trayvon Mullen, a cornerback from Clemson. And then round five, they picked Hunter Renfro, who if you don't recognize his name, he caught the game-winning touchdown pass against Alabama uh, three years ago. So I think for them, while it's not the flashiest pick, or like I heard John Middlecoff say, they didn't pick the best player each time they were on the clock, but they picked good locker room guys and culture building guys in this first draft. So a lot of people might not like their picks, but yeah. they're starting to build something in Oakland. And I, I saw a really interesting tweet, and it said, if Mike Mayock was at his old job and he talked about Cleland Farrell so much, everyone would rave how great of a pick it was. So, yeah. I don't know. Just take that into perspective. Just, Go ahead, Jay. Let me Jay. just say this, though. So, yes, he brought in good locker room guys and guys that, you know, have known to win. But then you bring in a guy like Antonio Brown. That's very so, true. Good point. Just, yeah, I mean, I understand what he's trying to do, but then if that was the case, why'd you trade for Antonio Brown? Right. Maybe so. it's a little of Antonio can help us be competitive right now. 
But by the end, in a few years, when his contract's up and he's older, we got these young guys that'll sustain this culture. So, uh, didn't mean to steal your thunder, John. Please continue. Uh, Other picks you liked, picks you didn't like. Overall hauls you thought were really good. Um, I gotta be excited. My cousin got drafted to the Buffalo Bills, Tommy Sweeney. That was really cool. Uh, Michael, you were the first one to tell me. I know my family told me. Really? Yeah. So is he like... So, okay, we'll, we'll talk about this now, because this was my topic for John. It was wanted to be like your reaction to everything. First of all, is he like a close cousin of yours? Because, you know, we all got big families. Oh, right, 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 right. What, what, what's your relationship with him? How closely are you guys related? No, uh, like the immediate cousin aspect. Grew up every spending holidays together. Um, and it's just, it's funny, uh, because when I was with, when you texted me that, I was with some other people from my job, and they pulled up the Bleacher Report stats on him, and they said, oh, you know, versatility, Makes great catches. Yeah. Just slow, not super <laughs> athletic. And I said, well, that's kind of funny to hear him in that aspect because I've always known him as Tommy Sweeney, my cousin. We like to take walks with the dog and talk about Star Wars. Yeah. Um, but I am super excited because I've, I try to watch Boston. I tried to watch Boston College games when he was there as much as I could. And he would make really great catches out of nowhere. And I think he would fit in really well in the Bills' offense being a, I don't want to say unexpected receiver, but I think he can make versatile catches and be another option. Yeah, definitely. So, so me like I am a Bills fan. Yeah, me being a Bills fan, I was so excited because, like, one, I'm a Bills fan, but two, like, it's John's cousin, so, like, hey, can I get a jersey, JK? But also, like, we're going to try to get Tommy on this podcast um, show the late round pick some love first of all, because um, I that would just be cool to get him on here. And but congratulations to you and your family, of course. Um, but like you said, so for, I didn't. I only knew him because like he was your cousin, and we knew he played football. And Roland had brought up the fact like, hey, maybe he'll replace Rob Gronkowski. Nope, wrong A- AFC East team. It's okay. But like you said, John, he he's touted as not very athletic. By NFL standards, doesn't mean he's a schmuck on the side of the street. He can oh, play no, football. He's, he's a monster. Um, he can block. Comes from Boston College. They run the football well, and he makes good catches. They described him as a chain mover, as opposed to a big play guy, which is perfectly fine for the Bills. They did draft another tight end earlier, more athletic, but I think you can get a little of both. Um, your cousin Tommy Sweeney, from what I can tell. Uh, especially when they play in two tight end sets. He can both block and catch, you know, make good passes, catches in traffic, strong hand. Most importantly for me, he's played in cold weather. You're going to get that in Buffalo. Um, So a lot of people I've listened to have said, like, he'll be a really good depth player and can be a solid contributor for the Bills. So definitely exciting. Um, Can't believe your family didn't tell you. I know. I was like, what the heck? And so... I, I texted my dad. I, he said, guess what Michael just told me? And he said, what, that Tommy got drafted? <laughs> Thanks for telling me, Dad. Yeah, I, uh, so w- that was Saturday. Yeah. What was I doing Saturday? I don't know. Um, that's a good question. But, like, I, w- I didn't watch it, but I was tracking it because I like to see who the Bills drafted. And then 
I see it's around seven and I scroll down to the Bills place and it's like Tommy Sweeney. I was like, oh my God, Tommy Sweeney. I had to text John. So it was definitely crazy. I can't imagine what like his family was doing. and But no, definitely exciting. We're big Buffalo Bills fans here, especially in my neck of the woods. But we're now Tommy Sweeney fans. We hope he stays healthy his whole career and with the Buffalo Bills. Um, do you have any? Yeah, John. Go ahead. He sees Star Wars on opening nights, just like the rest of us. <laughs> That's so cool. We'll uh, we'll have to keep that in mind when if we can get him on the podcast and yeah. you know pick his brain, see what he thinks about Buffalo. John, here's the mission for you. Ask him uh, if he likes buffalo wings. Okay. And then uh, tell him if he doesn't know blue cheese or ranch, he has to try blue cheese. Um, because that's like the buffalo thing. You, most people like ranch in Buffalo, New York. You gotta eat your buffalo wings with blue cheese. So, yeah. I'll report back. Um, continue, John. Uh, anything else about Tommy's draft or other picks you liked or anything? Um, I don't know. I think um, I'm really interested to see what. I don't know if this is really necessarily good or bad, but seeing what will happen to Ken Newton and the Carolina Panthers by adding Will Greer. He was the 100th overall pick. And Cam Newton is hot or cold, and I don't know, he's at risk with his playing style. And so I'm interested to see... He, if Greer takes the reins almost, if there's competition, who plays, who doesn't play, and I wonder how much longer Kim will be at the Panthers. Yeah, that, I, th- I don't think the pick was meant for, like, you know, Cam better get worried. It's more like an insurance policy. Cam's getting older. Like you said, his play style is, uh, makes him prone to injuries. He's just had shoulder surgery. So I think it's just, you know, they didn't really have a backup. Will Greer played at Florida and obviously at West Virginia. Not like the big-armed quarterback that Cam Newton is, but he's definitely quarterback, can win games. Um, so I, that's what I think about that pick. Was there a pick? Besides the Raiders, John, was there like a team you're like, what is this pick? Why did they draft this player? No, that was really it, the Raiders. Um, that was, yeah, that's what I was. All right. That's what I, so I'm going to talk about my picks, and then I'm going to think, I'm going to try to channel Roland and be like, what would he talk about? Um, for the Bill, I, I really think the Bills had a good draft, and this is, yeah, I'm a Bills fan, but trying to be objective, they got a top five talent at number nine. There were rumors they'd trade up for Ed Oliver, didn't have to. Great player. He's going to be an interior pass rusher. We can attack Tom Brady up the middle, which is what you need to do. Round two, traded up for Cody Ford. Versatile offensive lineman who I thought they could take in the first round. Got him in the second round. Brandon Bean, the GM, has said he's going to start at right tackle. Maybe not start, start, but like that's where he'll practice, uh, get the first opportunity at right tackle. So I think a first-round talent in the second round. Devin Singletary is going to learn from LaShawn McCoy and Frank Gore, two vets. Can't get any, can't get much better there. We needed to get younger at the running back position. 
I mentioned Dawson Knox, a tight end, a little more athletic. Um, tight end out of Mississippi. Really lacking in production, had like 40 catches over his career, but he's very athletic and can potentially get drafted in something else. And then we got some, you know, good depth players. Voshan Joseph out of Florida is a speed guy, linebacker. I mean, if you play in the SEC, you know, I I, I think you have some talent. Yeah. Um, Jaquan Johnson, Daryl Johnson, I don't know much about them. I'll trust the Brandon Bean. And then, like I said, or like we said, Tommy Sweeney. Um to close out our draft. Other picks I liked, the Redskins, like uh, Zay, you talked about, getting Dwayne Haskins and Montez Sweat, Bryce Love, uh, Terry McLaurin out of Ohio State, averaged like something crazy, like 20 yards a catch. Um, So him, and he played at Ohio State with Dwayne Haskins, so instant chemistry right there. Um, I thought the Eagles, drafting Andre Dillard, uh, successor for Jason Peters, some more running back depth with Miles Sa- Sanders, and uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, a big red zone threat, and a uh, new backup quarterback potentially with Clayton Thorsten, who was sneaky good two years ago before he got injured and then had to fight through injury this year. Um, Patriots, I think, I'll talk more on these later, but getting Nikhil Harry. If I'm going to channel Roland, I think... Nikhil Harry fits like a good red zone, middle of the field type guy. Um, Chase Winovich is, just seems like a Patriot player. Yeah. Jawan Williams from Vanderbilt. Yeah. I, I didn't know much about him, but he's a 6'4 corner. Bill Belichick coaches defense. He's going to be okay. He's a big dude and can match up against a lot of physical corners. And yeah. then, you know, getting Damian Harris, uh, Alabama running back. I think they're just adding to their stable. He's going to be more power, like LeGarrette Blunt. Uh, Yadni Kajust is a tackle. Coming off ACL, but they got time. They drafted a punter in round five, and then in round four, they drafted Jarrett Stidham, who was once regarded as maybe a first-round quarterback out of Auburn. Had a down year. Auburn did in general, but maybe he's the quarterback that takes over for Tom Brady afterwards. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Okay, here you go. You you heard it here on We Had a Memo podcast first. Channeling my inner Roland there. Yeah. He gets traded for. He gets traded for a pick to that will replace Brady. He won't replace Brady, but he'll get traded. In oh, the you draft. think you think he'll like play a little bit and show some potential, and then they'll trade him away, and then with what they get, they'll draft Tom Brady's replacement. Gotcha. Okay. Huh. Well, we'll yep. definitely have to get uh, Roland's take on the draft. He uh, uh, couldn't be here with us. finish out, uh, Chase Winovich came from Michigan, uh, who I think is, I don't know, who when you compare him to Rashawn Gary taken by the Packers, like who knows how good they'll be. And right. I think the Patriots overall got a lot of good players, not necessarily showstoppers, but... They're just stockpiling. Right. And the thing about Chase Winovich is, love the game, respect the hair, so... Ugh. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's impressive, <laughs> but... Um, let me I'll see. I have to give some love to our man, DK Metcalf, in, at the Seahawks. I'm excited to see what he does with Russell Wilson, or what... Yeah, how... lasting to the second round. Yeah. 
apparently he called the uh, GM of the Seahawks and said, why'd you wait so long? Yeah, that's, that's another thing. About the draft, it comes out usually like a day later, but like the phone calls with the players, it's yeah. just like pure emotion. It's great to see and, you know, a lifelong dream finally coming true. Just good things. Um, the last team I'm going to mention about for good is the Bears. They didn't have a pick in the first two rounds and then drafted David Montgomery, who some thought might be a, the second or third best back after Josh Jacobs. They got him in the third round to replace, you know, Jordan Howard maybe, fits their scheme more. And then Riley Ridley played at Georgia. His brother is Calvin Ridley, who was a first-round pick. Uh, Riley's a little bigger, a little more physical. Definitely can play. Played in the SEC. Um, so I think a steal there. I lied. My last steal will be Cleveland Browns got Greedy Williams, arguably the top corner on the board in the second round. Yeah. Uh, if you're not a Browns fan or if you're a Steelers fan, Ravens fan, Bengals fans, you got to be a little worried, right, Zay, with their roster, if nothing else. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, just what they did with their offense, well, getting Odell Beckham and then getting Williams in the draft. I mean, their defense wasn't bad last year, so. Um, and then look at what Baker Mayfield did last season. So, yeah, definitely as a Steelers fan, you're a little bit concerned. Yeah. Um, so now picks I didn't really like, or maybe I'm just not qualified for. I felt like the Atlanta Falcons reached a little bit on their first two picks. They had two in the first round. Both were um, offensive linemen. I just thought the value that they put on them wasn't as great. Like I said, I thought they reached a little for them. Did not like the... Let me look at this team. Um, I didn't like the Patriots not drafting a tight end. I thought they would need one. Yeah. Hated the Giants draft. Daniel Jones I thought was a reach. Dexter Lawrence I thought there was better players on the board. And DeAndre Baker I thought they didn't have to trade up for him. And then the Seahawks pick. They drafted... What's his name? In the first round, I liked DK Metcalf in round two, but I did not like LJ Collier in the at the end of round one. Just a defensive end from TCU. Not to say he's not good. Just the draft is all about value. I just don't know. They did this last year too, getting Rashad Petty. Rashad Petty. Yeah. It's something about these first round picks they struggle with, but those later round picks they really hit. So I wasn't a fan of that pick, but. Who am I? I'm just a dude making a podcast with friends. I'm no GM, but it's fun. It's something it's something for us to talk about. But you could be a GM. Yeah, you're right. Maybe one day. <laughs> um, do you guys have any last thoughts on the draft? Um, no? If you're good. Let's get, let's get ready for next year. Yeah, well, let's get ready for the season. Uh, one thing I will say, the Chiefs drafted uh, Mecole Hartman out of Georgia, who ran a 4-3. A comp could have been a, like a Tyreek Hill light, um, but I'm not going to draw attention to the Tyreek Hill incident. Um, feel free to Google or Twitter search that. I'm not going to, I don't want to give him any more attention because what he did, I thought, or what he has allegedly done based on the tapes and the report is... Uh, disgusting, and I don't think he deserves to be talked about in that. So, yeah. look it up. Uh, I hope. I hope the if the NFL and the law. I hope uh, 
they do the right thing, um, do what needs to be done. And, yeah, that's that's the NFL for you. Um, draft weekend is my favorite weekend. I usually try to watch at least the first two days and track the third, but I couldn't this year. I watched the first round, almost fell asleep. It's tough on a Thursday, but I did it. Yeah. Um, Xavier, do you want to talk about hockey for us? Um, oh, man. Um, so, what, what, what's the last thing we talked about last week? I think last week we were preparing for game six of Caps Hurricanes. Okay. I called it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was surprising, the Caps Hurricanes. Um, but I think what's even more surprising is the Hurricanes going up 2-0 on the Islanders. Yeah, that's um, I saw that. Especially both games being at the Islanders. Uh, I just I thought that was surprising. I did not see that coming, especially because, I mean, maybe this hurt the Islanders, but the Islanders had, what, a week off? Mm-hmm. So I thought that would help them, but maybe it didn't. Uh, because the Canes just got kept right playing and had momentum and knew what they wanted to do. So I don't... That was surprising. But also, um, what I don't know if we talked about this last time, but the Predators losing to the Dallas Stars, that was surprising. I did not see that coming. Um, and then... I guess talk about talking about the current series, the, the Boston-Columbus series is going to be a good one. Um, and then, I mean, all of them are going to be good, but the Columbus-Boston one is the one I can't wait to watch. So, that series is tied right now, right? 1-1? Yep, 1-1. So, do you think, as of right now, the Bruins are the favorite to win that side of the bracket? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Do you think, so the, the Hurricanes are obviously playing real well right now. They've won four straight. Yep. What are your initial thoughts if the Hurricanes were to meet the Bruins in the conference finals? Um, I mean, it's tough. I mean, it's tough to count out the Hurricanes right now because they just knocked off the Caps. They're up 2-0 against the Islanders. So, I mean... I would still say Boston's the favorite against them, but uh, you can't count out the Hurricanes right now because of how well they're playing. And they're just the thing about them is they're finding a way to win games. Yeah. Like you don't know how they do it, but they just somehow do it. So, um, but I would say honestly, I think the West is wide open. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Sharks and uh, Colorado that series is tied, and St. Louis and Dallas is tied right now. So I think the West is wide open. Um, I I would say the East is still wide open in a way because Columbus is giving Boston a good series. So mm-hmm. I, these playoffs are, have been very interesting. Because aren't all of the like one seeds out? Yep. Uh, yep, let me think. Yeah, Calgary, Washington, Tampa. Who's the, in Nashville, I think, yeah. So definitely uh, upset central. Um, yeah. Definitely something we haven't watched as much because the caps are up, but uh, definitely something to look for. We have a Bruins fan in the house, so we'll probably watch some of those games. But um, yeah, good stuff. Is 
Would you? What do you think is more surprising, the Hurricanes beating the Caps or Columbus beating Tampa? Uh, I'm gonna go Carolina beating Tampa. Oh no no no! Wait wait hold on. Col- what wait, what was your question? Uh, was oh. what what's more surprising, the Hurricanes beating the Caps or Columbus beating the Lightning? Oh ooh ooh okay um. Uh, I would, I don't know, because it's tough because the way Columbus beat Tampa, mm-hmm. that was surprising. But I would say it was more surprised Carolina beat the Capitals. Okay. Um, I didn't think they could do it, but I thought Columbus could beat Tampa in like seven games. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I didn't think Columbus could sweep them. But I thought Columbus had a better chance to beat Tampa than Carolina had a chance to beat the Capitals. Okay. Good. John, do you have any input? Dude, I just love watching it. Yeah. I just love... I think it's just so energetic. I'm trying... I'm a little bummed because the Caps are out and I wanted my German housemate to be able to go see them play, see a playoff hockey game. But I think that... I don't know. I just love watching it. Yeah. I I do too. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Uh, Zay, thank you for your your uh, your stuff on hockey. Definitely more than ESPN has done all week. And <laughs> that is one of our missions as we got a memo podcast to give give hockey some love because oh, yeah. it's great. Give you the memo on hockey. Yeah, that's right. We got the memo on hockey. We're trying to give you the memo on hockey. It's great. <laughs> ESPN can hop off the NBA. I mean, the NBA is great, but like... It's not doing well so so well right now, which is a perfect segue into the NBA. So uh, round two of the playoffs has started. Some matchups include Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum and the Blazers against Denver, who just beat the Spurs in seven. We got Golden State playing Houston, which we will talk about in a little bit. Boston just beat Milwaukee at home, so they're up 1-0. And we got Toronto, who, with led by Kawhi's 45 points, shut down the 76ers. Not very exciting. I mean, the Clippers gave the Warriors six games, which was pretty cool. Um, I'm surprised Boston... I'm not surprised Boston beat Milwaukee, just because Giannis is great, doesn't have a ton of help, and Boston's just a little more experienced and a little more talented. Um, shout out Dame, clutch player, ice gold, and, uh, can really shoot it, which, and it's really fun to watch. That series against the Thunder was really fun to watch, but the one we're going to talk about is the Warriors Rockets. So last night, I think it was last night, the, they played Warriors won 104 to 100. I don't think anyone was surprised the Warriors won. But the big controversy is James Harden and the Houston Rockets ripping the officials for missed calls. So I didn't watch the game, but I looked at a lot of the calls. Some of them that were missed, in parentheses, or quotations, I think were missed. But there were some that I thought were good no calls. Because it just looked so unnatural the way James Harden 
or other shooters would like throw themselves at the defender and like try to draw the foul. So I really like how the refs didn't call those, but I do agree in some. But I will say I think a lot of the criticism comes from the fact that these shots were late in the game and, you know, they had a chance to come back in if, you know, they got these fouls. So what do you guys think about the game? 4.4 seconds remaining. James Harden takes a three. His legs jackknife and he falls down. Yeah, I I agree with the no call. call. I agree with that. Good no call. What happens afterward? Pops off. Gets a second technical and gets ejected out of the game. Yeah. And then they get the one point. Golden State drains it. 104 to 100. No comebacks allowed. Yeah, I don't know. what, What really confuses me, not necessarily about the game itself... But the aftermath is the NBA reviewing the game and saying, oh, with a minute and 14 seconds left, Steph Curry should have fouled out. And, okay, missed calls, sure. But why are you going back a day later and then saying you have missed calls? That's just giving your refs, you know, saying they're bad refs and saying that they missed the calls. But... The refs are the third team out there trying their best to get these calls right, and they study They study film. They know these teams' tendencies, and so I think, I don't know, I haven't really thought through should they, should they watch tape and know what to look for or not. Um, well, let's, let's get Zay's input on this. What do you think, Zay? Ah, <laughs> uh, I... Yeah, I think, I mean, missed calls are missed calls. I just, I thought they're, I thought they're, what, some went both ways. Like, I thought they missed them both ways. But uh, I thought they missed the majority of them on Golden State. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought they should have called more fouls on Golden State. Um, I thought Chris Paul had a, he had, um, like, legit, like, I think he was should have been angry on a couple of them, like he was. Um, but, I mean, I think it's tough for the refs to, you know, play it. How Like, that game, is so, they're so physical against each other because of just how they play against each other. But I think, one, this is just going to motivate Houston even more, the way this game was played out, because they feel like they got gypped. Although, I don't know. I don't think they would have won that game either way, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think they miss calls. That I don't know. Yeah, I think it's tough in the NBA. I think NBA refs have it tough, so I don't think we can really sit here and say too much about it. But I think James Harden just needs to play. Yeah. He needs to stop flopping on every single three pointer and just shoot the ball. I agree. Um, but I do think Chris Paul had a few where I agree with him. He should There should have been fouls called. But, again, I think Chris Paul and James Harden just need to play. They can't let the refs get in the way. If, that ha- if they do let that happen, then they're going to lose this series pretty quickly. So Yeah, I agree with you. And the review the NBA did, did reveal or they responded or say that 
they did miss some calls, but some of the no calls were good no calls. And I think part of it, I think part of it is one, it's playoff basketball, so they're gonna swallow their whistles a little more and let them play a little more physical, which I like. I think it's fine. Yeah. And second, if the Rockets had won the game, this would not be a problem. Yeah. So I think part of it is they lost, and like other James Harden travels on step back three sometimes. Yeah. Uh, James Harden gets like flops during the regular season and gets calls. This time they didn't call him in the playoffs. So, like you said, Zay, just play basketball. Try not to get fouls. Shoot shots normally because while some shots I do think were fouls, like you you have to let the shooter land. Yeah. Just shoot normally and try to win the game. Don't blame the refs. If you miss a shot, you miss a shot. I, I don't know enough about the NBA to say, like, oh, the refs suck or anything like that, or they favor the Warriors. Play so well that no one can doubt that you won because you're the better team. That's how yeah. they should play. Yeah. And it takes, it for me, it tanks the game when you start blaming the refs. Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. not, there, I, I think there are a few is. exceptions. Um you know, Rams, Saints, that's a big yeah. call. Yeah. But in this situation, it's game one. I understand, you know, it's it's game one. It's a seven-game series. You still got to win four. So like we've said. And you only lost by four. Right. You can definitely steal a game at home. You can win game two. It's You're not going home yet. It's it's only game one. You know it's going to be tough. But you gotta you got to play to win the game. So don't let the refs, don't let the refs, you know, be involved. Play smart. Don't like Chris Paul. You can't be in the ref's face because what if it was the first half and he got thrown out? Then you're in the second half. The teams without you, you're gonna blame the refs or you're gonna blame yourself because you couldn't keep a cool head. Yeah. So you, you really gotta think about the situation and. You know, it's out of their hands with the refs call. All you can control is what you and your team does. And I think they got to approach it a different way. And, you know, you lost game one. Move on. Game two's tomorrow. Go win that one. Because I want this to be a good series. I think the Warriors will win it just because you got KD, Stephen Clay, and Draymond's playing real well. Yeah. But, you know, give them a fight. So how how long do you think the series lasts? I think it'll go six or seven. Okay. Um, I would be really surprised. I'd be very surprised with the sweep. I'd be surprised with the five. And I think, because I, I, I do think, if nothing else, it'll come out 2-2 two, two after yeah. four games. And then, um, yeah. Does the winner of this game win the, series, win the, the whole NBA playoffs? Um, if the Warriors win, which I think they will, they're going to win the whole thing. Yeah. If the Rockets win, I think they win the West for sure. And if they base Boston, I don't think Toronto or Milwaukee can beat them. I actually, I you know, I don't know. The East is so wide open. Houston could get into the finals and then just go stone cold from three. Yeah. Uh, so it's tough. But Warriors, 
this is their hardest series remaining, I believe. And if they win, I think they win the whole thing. Yeah, I I think Golden State wins in seven against Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think Boston could give Golden State some issues. Yeah. Oh yeah. They they. But, I agree yeah. with that. Um. But who knows? It's yeah. a lot of basketball left to play. Um. Yeah. You guys. You guys got anything else to throw to our listeners? Favorite sports moment of the week. Favorite sports moment of the week. Your boys got one. All right, go ahead. The London Marathon happened yesterday. Oh, yeah. Elliot Kipchoge, the reigning world record holder, won unsurprisingly. But what is so great is the fact that that is his 12th marathon win. Wow. He's ran 12 marathons, won 12 marathons, holds the world record, holds the unofficial record for the fastest marathon ever run by a person, too, saying the two hours, 26 seconds, or 25 seconds, rather. But he crushed it yesterday. And I think I think he's just rightfully achieved status as the GOAT the greatest marathoner of all time. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, definitely. Well, yeah. Well, that, uh, man, I've got so many things. Messi, this is the 10th year in a row where Messi and Ronaldo have both scored more than 20 goals. And that's incredible because we're just living in this prolific era of goal-scoring soccer talent. Mm Mm-hmm. Ah, man. Uh, what do you got, Xavier? Uh, I don't know, honestly. I was just going to talk say the NHL playoffs. That that works? Just, yeah, crazy stuff happening. Great games. Uh, that's all I did this weekend. Well, at night at least, was watch NHL playoffs. And it was very entertaining, so... Nice. Um, before my sports moment of the week, I do say... Greedy Williams predicted a Browns Super Bowl, so you know what that means. The Browns will be a big disappointment this year. I think they'll be a good team. Yeah. Aren't they a big disappointment every year? Yeah. But yeah. They, they actually have a lot of talent, but I, I don't think a Super Bowl um, is going to happen. Um, so, before, my sport, favorite sports one was the NFL Draft. I just love it. Um yeah. So tonight, if you want to catch some NBA playoffs, you got the Raptors and the Sixers for Game 2 at 8 o'clock on TNT. You got the Nuggets and Trailblazers at 10.30 on TNT. Um, MLB, we don't, don't really, we'll, get Kyle, we'll get Kyle to talk about that again. Um, hockey, you got the Blues versus the Stars, Game 3, Series tied 1-1 at 8 o'clock. And... Yeah. I think that's all we got for you today. Um, let us know if you like the no intro music. Um, let us know anything. We're back fully. A lot of us weren't on social media, but I'm. we're back now. Um, what else? Go watch Endgame. I watched it twice. Cried both times. Watch Game of Thrones. I almost spoiled it for you, but I didn't. And, you know, watch the NBA. Watch the NHL. If you haven't watched the NHL playoffs before, give it a shot. You, I don't think you'll be disappointed. 
Um, so, yeah, this is We Got Memo Podcast. Hopefully soon we can get Roland's thoughts on the Patriots draft and NHL hockey and whatever else he's got for us. But we enjoy your listen. <coughs> Excuse me. Stay tuned for next week. Hopefully we'll have something good and juicy for you. But until then, we will see you later.